You've tuned into the Bellingham Podcast for the week of July 11th, 2020. This is episode 160. From that tongue-twisted city by the Salish Sea, I am AJ Barsay. And once again, straight out of 98226, I am Chris Powell. On this episode, we're in double digits in the Quarantine Chronicles, boys and girls. This is number 10 of the lockdown, quarantine, COVID-era conversations coming to you live, recorded at least, from the Northridge Trail in the Barkley District. This, you wonderful people out there, is the Bellingham Podcast. Except no substitutions. How are we doing, Chris? Uh, love to be in our uh, outdoors recording studio in this wonderful weather. By the way, I got to make mention, uh, we're, we're in almost mid-July. Just check the weather app on the old phone. Seriously. 64 degrees. Ooh. Breeze blowing. For the rest of y'all out there in the world toiling in heat. We're sorry. I, we're sorry, yeah, but I'm like, this is not July weather but if you come to the Northwest, this is the, the best time to be here. So anyway, AJ, how about yourself? I'm not doing too bad. I'm glad it's not raining. I mean, I love the fact that uh, summer for us has kind of been a little bit of a COVID summer. Hardy, har, har. Uh, it's more like been spring. Like we've had yeah. rain and then it's th- we had thunder. Uh-huh. Uh, and now we've got full blue sky and sunshine. I ain't complaining. I'm and complaining. last night, uh, my beautiful wife and I were walking our little doggy and <laughs> she really enjoys warm temperatures or hot temps. Sure. And she's like, this feels like May. Yeah. So we're kind of two months behind in the in the weather pattern and stuff. That must mean that maybe September is going to be still a warm month for everything. Anyway, anyway. let's talk about uh, what be going on since our last recording last week. Yeah. And this episode is going to be Chris and I's attempt at being happy. We're getting our happy on on this one, dude. I this got is my like happy hat. hat firmly in place right now. Oh, yeah. This is old happy hat. So we're, we're talking about all the good stuff. Uh, lo- let's start with the localish beat. You actually chimed in off the mic about something you found out that's happening in our in our fair city. Uh, yes, at the time of this recording. Absolutely. And and before I do that, I'm going to go off script. Uh, sure. Last episode, I asked permission. I'm not going to ask permission this time. Thank you. I'm just going to go off script. Go. Uh, shout out to our uh list, our, our faithful listener Ron, <laughs> uh, who's who's been undertaking a new chapter in his Musical. career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hope that's going well, Ron. Miss you. Like yeah. that old poison ballad from the 80s, I won't forget you. <laughs> anyway. Ron, <laughs> you're the goods, dude. Thanks for listening to the show all these years. Absolutely. Uh, as of today, we're recording on Friday. Yeah. And there was a news report that I happened to catch that in in, in the Department of Hope Department, which is not that redundant, uh, Bellingham is having some free drive-by COVID testing uh, out of Civic Field. Yeah. And as we're recording it, there, there's probably a line of cars right now uh, to have the insurance card, have the ID, and to to get the swab, if you will. Right. So it's a sign of hope because now we have testing. Uh, and, and here's hoping that uh, in future episodes we'll be talking about, hey, you don't have to get something jammed into your brain uh, <laughs> to test your sinuses for if you're, if you're positive for coronavirus that we might be able to do the old saliva test yeah yeah that would be another sign of hope but hey more testing bellingham's got it uh as, as version 1.0 yeah and I, I when you said this i because i had heard that skagit had also been starting doing this fairly recently within like yes. the last week or two so like it's moving north which is cool yes um so hopefully that'll help with our our numbers up here in the north absolutely so anyway uh let's talk about uh, we always talk about everyday carries yeah and you know back in the uh societal days we had a certain oh, yes. amount of things that we would take with us things have changed <laughs> 
AJ, how was your everyday carry the EDC? How has that changed for you? So, okay, so full disclosure, Chris and I talked about this off the mic, and this kind of came from something that, uh, from the last episode, and just kind of moving forward with, with Chris and I, you know, it's funny, um, minimalism or essentialism or whatever ism you want to throw on this, like, times have changed, like, to throw down a, uh, like, even if you're in a, a white collar type of job, do you really throw on that business suit, that, that three-piece suit? Like, moving forward, things have kind of shifted. Now, I'm not saying that we're going to go to full athleisure, folks. I'm not saying that, you know, yoga pants are going to be business attire. That's not what I'm saying. But I look good in my yoga pants. Make no mistake. Hey, dude, Lululemon. No, just kidding. Uh, full disclosure. I go to athleisure. Thank you very much. <laughs> athleisure. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, anyway, you see me in the yoga pants. Anyway, no, get no. back on anyway, track, would you? Look, we're doing the happy. So no, look, it just it got me thinking. All of these shows, I listen to a lot of podcasts. We watch a lot of stuff, and it's just it's going to be interesting and fascinating seeing when we come out of lockdown how things in the small communities that we are a part of, like minimalist and the EDC, not so much the watch fam. Watch fam is pretty much the same, but how things are going to be adaptive. So for instance, like right now. I bet you half the eat. Well, I can tell because you don't even have a bag with you. Half the EDC that you carry anymore, you don't carry anymore. No, it's it's kind of what you got on your person. Yeah. And uh, going back to your comment about you know the the white collar workers are getting dressed in the suit to go to the office and, and things. If you are a listener out there that actually still gets dressed up with at least a top up. A yeah, camera, yeah, from the belly button up. From the camera. From the zoom camera up. <laughs> that's right. Good on you because there's, sure. a, uh, there's a mind shift mm. change in which when you put on the clothes, you're in that professional mindset. Totally. You can't always wear the Motorhead t-shirt like I often do. Uh, my place of employment hired me not for my awesome wardrobe acumen, but for my mind and my ability to solve problems quickly. doesn't matter if I got Motley Crue or Motorhead or Slayer uh, on there. And, you know, you pick which of those are my favorite bands. Um, it's it's what I provide as the service. Yeah. Uh, and mercifully, I don't have to be on camera all the time. Right. But, I mean, we did say that early on. Like, uh, at the early days of our COVID Chronicles, we said, like, you know, get do a routine in your morning because that'll help you with your professionalism, however you're presenting yourself online or a hybrid if you have to go in the office or whatever. But in, in thinking of things, like, I've also been purging, which is the reason why this topic came up. Uh, I was purging a lot of my clothing, and I... If you ask my wife, I hang on to clothing way too long. I, I I mean, even if they got holes, man, as long as you can't see the holes, I'll keep them around in the wardrobe. I took this time when I was purging also to reacquire. So I've got basically a full, it, it is minimalist, I hate to say it, minimalist attire. Like it's basically the same shirt that you're seeing here in two different colors, black, gray, and blue. Could it be that you are assembling a capsule wardrobe? Pretty much. Um, I mean, I've got basically like five, five black shirts. <laughs> uh, I approve. Yeah. So, uh, the, the company that I'm, I'm, I've gone with, and I've gone through a few of them. I'm, my build is, I would say like, uh, I, I, I weigh on a, on a good day, a 173. Um, Lucky. Yeah, well, thank you. Uh, and I've, I've got a, a, I would say mountain fit body. Okay. I go to the mountains pretty much every other weekend. Like I, I, I don't run as much as I used to, but I would not say I am an athletic build. Uh, I'm also half Italian, so I like things that fit, okay, are well-fitted, not muscle shirt busting out, pumping iron type of style. Calm down, ladies. He's already spoken for. <laughs> he's already married. Anyway, continue, please. Okay, with that disclosure, finding clothes has always been a pill for me. Um, 
And so, because it's either A, the muscle shirt like sup type of motif, or like you said, it's the motorhead like, you know, dun 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 dun. The Beavis and Butthead attire. Yeah, and I, th- that doesn't, it's not really me. Uh, and also, I don't like wearing big branded clothing. Um, and you and I have talked about this before. I mean, last year you redid a little bit of your wardrobe and got some black shirts from like, I think, Everlane or Brandless. I can't remember what the I, name was. I did some dabbling in yeah. wardrobe things, and we can talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. So with it, um, I came on to a company called Good Threads. Um, Good Threads is a it's quote an Amazon brand. I'll, I'll say that. But um, the the thing about it is, is that I, I don't know what their uh, ecological impact is or environmental impact as a company. Um, they are you know sourcing stuff from overseas, being made. Um, but regardless, like the quality of what I've seen from them uh, for clothing is not the fast fashion type. It's a heavier, it's all cotton, it's heavier cotton. Um, and if it, you know, we'll see how they wear in and stuff. But for my type of build, it fits me like a glove. Um, and then combining that with, um, I was listening to a podcast recently. Really? I know. And somebody, I don't think they were from around here. I think they were from the, the Midwest. And they made the joke that everybody in the Pacific Northwest looks like they're ready to attack a mountain, but nobody does. And I'm just like... <laughs> wow, that's a very real passive-aggressive insult. It was, but it's, it's something that we talked about in our, in our, our stereotypical p series sure. that we did, where we do, normally we rock things like Patagonia, North Face, so on and so forth. Misconceptions, though, is and we talked about this previously, is that, yeah, we, we do rock Rocky Mountain hardware, whatever. But a lot of us are kind of the weekend warrior types where it's like, even if you take on a trail and walk your dog, okay, in the Pacific Northwest, that is fraught with peril because it may be 70 degrees at five o'clock by seven by 515. It's 40 degrees and raining on you. You know, like that is the nature of our area. And I think it lends itself to what our fashion is. Uh while we also do get utility out of it. So with those disclosures, Cool, K-U-H-L, is a company that makes a lot of uh, field attire, for lack of better terms. But um, I I wore it to the office even before the COVID era, and I've kind of just, I like their pants. Um, They make this, this series called The Confidant with a K, the Confidant Air, which if you're half Italian like myself and you run hot no- normally, it has vents on the back of your knees. So it keeps things breathing as opposed to a traditional slack or khaki. Um, and so I've, that's kind of basically my wardrobe these days is that, you know, black, gray, blue on the tops and then uh, usually either a green or a khaki style uh, in, in the cool pants. And that's basically what I'm going to be doing going forward, regardless of lockdown or not. Where, wherever you're at in the nation, you may have certain cultural standards for uh, attire in the Northwest. We're kind of in the REI uh, yeah. recreation equipment, recreation equipment international Indus- industries, industries, Incorporated. Uh, which is uh, high quality gear that is uh, business casual. Yeah. And I've seen your attire in the office and outside of the office yeah. and it, it and it works. For myself, uh, I really haven't invested that much in clothing maybe because uh, I'm already married. My wife's stuck with me and <laughs> and she's used to my uniform yeah, yeah. of uh jeans or a black t-shirt yeah but yeah. but that's that's more of why i kind of went down this road is like, so that that whole concept of having like the work uniform type of thing what's interesting is is that again I'm, I'm on camera a lot for what for for my job but what's nice about it is by having the same type of thing especially because i do a lot of recording you can't tell what day short of my haircut or my beard cut what day i record it i just i just seamlessly it's like poof i just magically have the same thing 
nobody has noticed, even on camera. It goes back to that one, who was that, uh, there was a businesswoman who did an, an experiment of having like the same like 15 outfits for like over a year or something. Oh, there's, like there's been a couple minimalist uh, bloggers that talk about the Project 333. Yes, that. Yeah, you have 33 items of clothing that you wear for three months and that's it. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, there's, there's, it's a movement, if you will. Uh, not quite condoing, if you will. No. Not quite uh, essentialism, but yeah, you, you go with what works and you don't have to have that decision fatigue as you look at the closet. What am I going to wear today? Yeah. Oh, it's going to be the dark blue one. Oh, it's going to be the gray one. It's, it's very, uh, you get to make decisions in other things in life. So, so that's, I mean, that's the first part of my EDC because I'm going to be wearing something if I go inside or outside of my house or hope you are too. But also, if you're in your house, you might be listening to us on Camry 102.3 FM. They are community powered and streaming all over this summertime ville known as planet Earth on KMRE.org on your internet tubes. Now, beyond that, what else are you carrying? Like you and I both wear watches. We got some things in our pockets. I think unanimously this around my neck and in your uh, left breast pocket is kind of a, a now a new essential, which is. Yeah, the biggest uh, EDC addition to everyone, at least in, in our area of the Northwest and the Northwest, is uh, a mask. Uh, you know, mask up. Uh, <laughs> that's what that that's a familiar repeat chorus in many ways. A lot of businesses will not serve you unless you have a mask on as you enter the darn place. As of last Friday? Yeah, pretty much. And so therefore, you know, I've, uh, we, we both saw Tom Bean, B-I-H-N, having their face mask apparel. I got, I got one sight unseen and yeah, we threw down on version 1.0 and it's black and I like it and it works just dandy. And, uh, that's my biggest addition. You know, I am a one and only. I still have that wonderful uh, original mask that uh, dear Arlene, Arlene. Uh, got me, uh, made for me, which is wonderful. And I will never let go of that because that was a, a wonderful gesture of kindness. But uh, <laughs> this one's black. Yeah. <laughs> and so one watch, one mask, but I got another waiting in the wings. Uh, and that's what I got going on. Yeah. So so with that said, like I, I've been kind of going down this road because I have a little. So for toddlers try to find a mask that fits that a toddler will keep on. And granted, like because of our medical issues in my household, we don't go out that often, but when we do, the little comes with us. And so I've, I've had a default to basically getting a buff. Um, any hiker, uh, trekker, biker knows what buff is. Basically it's a tubular style, um, scarf that you can double over as a bandana and so on and so forth. I got one of those for him, but even the, like a children's sized one is still big, which doesn't do masking up any good. So I've ended up having to hack most of them either by tying an actual bandana underneath the buff and then actually pinning the buff so that it actually stays tight on him and stuff. If you're a manu mask manufacturer, or even if you're an indie, don't forget people that are like three or four years old um, in, in creating these, because, you know, I know that a lot of parents and however you parents up to you, that's totally fine. But I know a lot of parents just, you know, let their kids go out unmasked. I don't because of other reasons, but you know, that I think is something that's been lacking. At least I've, in my spheres, I have not seen a solid, like, here's a masking solution for kids. Kid the, kids. There was a guy, uh, of there's a guy still around, I believe, but anyway, his name's Chris Gillibo, and he uh, wrote a book called The Hundred Dollar Startup, and uh, had a little podcast about side hustles. Yeah. And oh, by the way, I saw a lot of people being able to sew masks. Yeah, totes. You want to be able to get a niche market? Make some masks for kiddos, yeah. 
And what a great way to be able to say, nope, it's not for the bigs. Or if you even use the same fabric, make one for the bigs and the littles. Yeah. And then you can have double the revenue coming your way. You heard it here first, boys and girls. Totally. And so and so I will caveat, if there's anybody listening and, and, and screaming at their microphones, yes, but I can do that. No, I, t- I, totally, I totally hear you. The other thing is, is that a mask for a kiddo, like, and that's the reason why I kind of want the buff style, the tubular style, is because kids fidget, play, whatever you want. At least with a scarf style, it's easy to bring up and bring down as opposed to the loops around the ears, around the neck. I, I'll even I'll even put a link in the show notes. For the love of Brutus Beefcake, drink! Of course, I'm not going to miss that opportunity. Buff actually, at the early days of COVID, because a lot of, uh, a lot of us who trek have buffs right around the house, they actually disclose that because of the way their fabric and how they construct it, it's not optimal for a mask. However, mileage will vary, see store for details. What I typically do is I actually wear a, like I said, with my toddler, an actual bandana folded over that gives you two pieces of fabric and then the buff over the top to make it easier. And if you want to have that extra level of um, thickness in your mask, that's what I've done to hack it. I'm not a doctor, nor do I play one on podcast. But something along those lines for a kid, a toddler, I think would be great. Absolutely. So yeah, that's the other thing that I would throw out. The other one I just want to throw out is because I like the company, Chris, and they don't, they're not a sponsor of the show, but I really like this company. Cotopaxi who's a bag manufacturer. Really? Yeah, so Cotopaxi is a, I think they started as a Kickstarter brand. They have a, a bag that I'm just waiting for the right color to drop. No, it is not black. Uh-huh. So along the lines of Tom Bain, Cotopaxi is doing a pre-order for their masks. Um, and it's basically, if you buy one, they'll also get one to health personnel around the world type of a thing. And I just, again, it's another cause. They're not a sponsor of the show. You know, we're not paid for doing it. I just like them as a company. Their motto is do good. I think they're a B Corp. Uh, so they're they're very economic or uh, I'm having always a hard time with that environmentally sound company, uh, carbon offsetting, all that other jazz, um, human rights, that type of thing. So I just wanted to showcase them if that is the kind of vein uh, that you're in. Uh, take a look at Cotopaxi with a C. Also, I like their logo. It's a llama. Alrighty then. Winamp fans rejoice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it really whips the COVID masks stuff. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on, shall we? Let's play some bingo. Let's play some bingo. AJ, you go first. <laughs> Welcome to the Bellingham Bingo, folks. So this week, I have a very different Bellingham recommendation for takeout. See, in the Pacific Northwest, there is a cultural tradition of salmon. And I love me seafood, Chris. That is the one thing that I absolutely love more than any, almost any other food is seafood. Absolutely. Line forms to the left. And I'm just going to recommend anybody to go to your favorite fisher, fish house, butcher, whoever's got fresh caught salmon. Here near Barkley, I like Hagen's. I'll throw them a line because they're quasi local. Um, Go down, spend the 30 or 40 bucks for a whole salmon. Bring it home and make it for your family. Or you could go down to Hannigan Seafoods. Uh, they're on Hannigan uh, out in the county. I'm sure they've got a fine selection of seafood out there. Not that they're an advertisement. Nope. But I've driven past them at high speeds. Yep. And it looks like they got a whole lot of stuff available for you to get. Salmon makes a tasty supper. Yep. But also, I also feel that it also supports, especially if you get it as a, as a local fish, uh, it supports the local economy here in the Pacific Northwest. Anyway, I don't have any specific recommendations. Just go get yourself a full salmon. You know, I, it must be uh, the blood draining away from my brain, but I cannot think of a column B or I or N or G or O to put the salmon in there because fish, salmon, it just nothing was triggering to me. What, what do you got? Go fish. G. Yeah. Go, go fish. fish. There you go. I like it. Um, <laughs> As far as getting takeout, 
uh, from a local business. Uh, we've talked a lot about the lunches and or dinners from a wonderful uh, restaurants and joints around here, if you will. Uh, sometimes you just need a drink. And in this case, it would be a healthy smoothie. Aw, man. And so uh, lately I have treated myself one time a week because not spending as much on going out to eat as uh, pre-COVID era. But I've been going to Robex over in the Barkleyville. Yes, they are a franchise, but yes, they make some tasty drinks. And the gentleman who owns that franchise is a local guy. So. There you go. Absolutely. So I guess uh, th this would be uh, under the eye for individual smoothies uh, <laughs> on my bingo card. I love it. I love it. Individuality, speciality, a smoothie. Exactly. <laughs> All right. We got to talk about some new things that have been going on. Uh, this one, uh, you know, in efforts to uh, clean up my data clutter, mm -hmm. I was going through a lot of these uh, websites that I would bookmark or in, oh, yeah. a, in a store it for later uh, repository. And as I'm going through them, so it's not really brand new, but I happened to stumble across uh, a website about book summaries. Now, We've been doing the physical book reading, uh, at least for me, and the voices in my head, as opposed to digital apps to read a book. There's a fellow by the name of Samuel Thomas Davies. And uh, Sam, if you will, uh, the, the Twitter uh, handle Sam Thomas Davies is based out of Stockholm, Sweden. And he's the head of content at a website called sleeknote.com. But Samuel Thomas Davies does book summaries of nonfiction books and in lieu of like just getting the crib notes or way, but if you're a fan of the eighties or nineties cliff notes, Oh yeah. Uh, it's more like a condensed uh, synopsis with some helpful information in there. And if that piques your interest as you're checking out some of these wonderful productivity, self-help nonfiction books, now you, your appetite, it's an appetite whetter by l watching these summaries on your screen. You can go, I want to read that. And so I think it's kind of like those movie previews that you'd see before the actual movie. Although this one doesn't have uh, annoying commercials uh, for there. So anyway, go check out uh, Book Summaries by Samuel Thomas Davies. Got a link to that in, in the show notes. For the love of Greg, the hammer Valentine. Drinky drink. That's right. What about you, AJ? Well, my, my new thing, I had to strike at the last minute off of our show. I was going to do a review of the, the, the Baltic Bronze Aquascoff. Um Minor issue came up with it. Baltic is the good so far. Uh, they currently have it in repair in Paris. So... Uh, I'll have a, a follow-up with that for next episode. So stay tuned, watch stay, fam. Stay, stay tuned. Yeah, that was going to dovetail into the whole EDC thing. So if, you, if you're listening to the show and just like, huh, you kind of went off the rails with like fashion as opposed to EDC, it's because we had to change on the, we had to do an audible in the middle of the show. But I do believe the next segment is uh, quality assurance. So these picks are selected by AJ Barce and Chris Powell for your quality assurance. <laughs> Absolutely. And one, one thing that is not relatively new, however, one things that uh, you may not be aware of out there should you be a fan of uh, quiet music such as myself? I often will try to have, since I'm working from my guest room, mm -hmm. I like to have a little bit of music in the distraction, in, you know, to provide not jarring distractions, but just something that waves to keep going. Richard Melville Hall, we know him well. His stage name is Moby. What's up, Moby? <laughs> Indeed. Hello, sir. Um, he normally is a techno uh, deity from the 80s and 90s. This guy has so much money and is so famous that he decided to release not one but two releases. Yeah, EPs. Called Long Ambience. Nice. You had me at ambient. Long Ambience 1 and 2 
uh, seven hours, 42 minutes of drifting ambient music downloadable for free off his website. Good on him. Indeed. Uh, got a link to that as well. But seven hours and 42 minutes, if you were to set this playing on a, on a speaker and go to sleep, I wonder how that might affect your sleep patterns. Dig it. To take an entire work day since you take the lunch hour off away from your computer, right, kids? Yes. Uh, why not have this be your soundtrack for to take a nap? Or let's say you have a little one that is a little tough to, uh, it, it has difficulties getting to sleep at times. Why not try some long ambience and just see what happens? I'll have to throw this into the uh, chill hop hopper. <laughs> chill hop. Yeah, I've actually, you, I've, I've been watching that uh, on the YouTubes just to play that on the television as the background I love the music. Raccoon. My it's, son loves the raccoon. Oh, you know, just checking the phone as he's walking yep. along, just ambling about. I want to picture San Francisco as the backdrop of the moving scenery in I think they have one of those. Yeah. But then there's also the, the gal lying on the bed with the cat with the tail that's purring. Yep, that's, that's uh, Chill Cow. It's the chill ca- Cow. It's, yeah, it's the, yeah. The, the cow one. But anyway, it's just really entertaining to watch, and yet the wonderful background music if you're cooking dinner or doing chores or uh, just hanging out and reading a book. It's uh, good music. But anyway, I, I love the music uh, selections, and it's free, by the way. Yeah. So go grab uh, yourself a copy and buy his stuff on uh, downloading music. Yeah, band, band Camper. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah, Chill Hop, I think, is out of uh, the Netherlands. I can't remember. But yeah, no, um, support, uh, it dovetails into the early chronicles that we said, like find an artist and support them during this time. So, Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's cool. My my selection for quality assurance is accidentally an uh, accidental podcast I found. I was doing a, a, a trail hike with my son, and I was trying to find. Uh, it's a little bit. It's a, it's a little bit of a squirrely trail if you don't know how to get to it. It's the the gold the old gold mine trail off of Mount Sumas. Okay. Um, there's a, a cool local story here in Whatcom County. Just Google the uh, the, the old gold mine trail. Um, and so anyway, I knew that it paralleled a private property and I wanted to make sure that I was staying on the right line cause I hadn't been out there before. And when I was, uh, somehow the algorithm for searching for that trail came up with the cascade hiker podcast because I used the word hiking with kids and the, the gentleman name is Rudy. Uh, I'm going to probably uh, forgive me if I say your last name wrong. Uh, Rudy Giddick. And I think he's based out of Everett doing this podcast. And he's got several hundred episodes. So he's, he's been on the air probably as long as we have. It ain't his first rodeo. Huh? No, no. Anyway, so he has uh, two little girls. And he was talking about, um, I found uh, a, uh, a fork, kind of like the Analog Spork. He forked his podcast where he has the the Cascadian Kids Hiker podcast where it's his two little girls and him. Oh, the CCHP. Yeah, yeah. So like, <laughs> it, it seems like a very family, uh, it's, a, it's a family show type Absolutely. of thing, you know? But anyway, Rudy's show uh, for the Cascadia Hiker podcast, like he has some cool hit. I haven't heard a lot of his episodes, but he has some pretty cool guests. Like um, the uh, proprietor of the WTA, the Whatcom Trails Association was on the show. Um, he gets some other people in the hiking and Cascade community up on the show calling in, which is kind of cool. So, yeah. So, Rudy, for, here from Bellingham, we think you're the goods. Absolutely. And, and we're doing this on purpose for this accidental podcast that AJ happened to uh, stumble upon. Yeah. Here's hoping you don't stumble on your hikes because that would lead to a whole lot of uh, no, no. Pick sad up your feet. times. Pick up your feet. And pick up your feet and stick a fork in this show. I think we're about ready. <laughs> that wraps it up for this 160th edition of the Bellingham 160th? Podcast. 160th? We're 80% of the way there to 200. Oh my goodness, you think we'd miss this, folks? That's a milestone of 160 episodes. Can you hear the music playing in the background? Yeah, that's our theme music for 160 episodes. Oh my goodness, AJ, uh, we've talked our 
our mouths off. Oh my gosh, Chris. All right, we, continue. I did promise that we were going to get our happy on. That wraps up for this 160th <laughs> edition of the Bellingham Podcast. Thank you again so much for listening to us, rating us, reviewing us, wherever you like to get your podcast. Remember, if you are here in the Bellingham area, you might be tuning in to us on KMRE 102.3 FM. They are community-powered and streaming at kmre.org. And on that note, mask up. From the City by the Sailor Sea, I am AJ Barsay. Stay safe out there, y'all. I'm Chris Powell. Thanks once again for joining us on the Bellingham Podcast. That was a very ambling episode, but man, I actually, like, that was fun. Well, it's always fun. This is the journey, man. This is, and we're not in a rush. We just have a better tone about this one. I like it. <laughs>